Hello and welcome to the 1-106 of the second photography podcast. It's just me today, but I think it's going to be quite a good episode because I'm talking about my experiences buying gear. And let's face it, photography isn't the cheapest of hobbies and buying gear is a big investment and it does cost a lot of money. So there are some good things to do and some, some not so good things to do when buying gear. And I'm going to talk today about my thoughts and experiences buying new and used gear. You may well disagree with what I say in this episode, and that's fine because what I'm talking about is my opinion, and I respect that other people may have different opinions to my own, and I'm happy with that. My aim is that the information I give today might be helpful to you at some point. It might save you some, some money, and hopefully it might save you some hassle as well. And we'll talk about that a bit later. So how can you save money on new gear? One of the things that happens quite often is big camera manufacturers often run cashback schemes and they run typically in the summer and typically in the winter. Now I've used schemes from Sony, Canon and Olympus. Just because there's cashback on offer doesn't mean you should go and buy something but if you're going to buy it anyway you might just put your purchase back a little bit and then the cashback offer comes out and you might get £30, £50, £100 back on something you were going to buy anyway. And that's really good. So typically you buy the item either a camera, a flash or a lens from a authorised retailer. That can be online, someone like Amazon, that can be someone, someone like John Lewis in the UK. And then you apply through a website to have cash given back to you. And there's normally some processing time. So it's worth checking the small print for which retailers are eligible for the cash back. I've always found Amazon is listed, but you can't use Amazon third party sellers. So you can't use companies that work through Amazon to sell their products. It has to be dispatched from Amazon and they're all quite strict on that. Cashback schemes are for new items only and when you register the website you have to put your bank details in because the cashback gets paid into your bank. You're not going to get your cashback immediately but if you don't get it within a reasonable time you can follow up and the companies normally straighten things out. So for one of them I didn't get my cash back and, and I eventually got it back but I think that was sort of three months I ended up waiting to get my cash back but I got it back. So cashback schemes are really good, but for new items, and they're quite narrow in the items you can buy. If you look at the Canon cashback scheme, they typically include printers and a few other things. But most cashback schemes are for lenses and cameras. There might not always be something you want to buy, but it's certainly worth having a look and holding out a little bit longer till the summer cashback comes around or the winter cashback comes around. Now, prices of new items will fall, and prices will fall when a new model comes out. In fact, prices can fall when a new model is announced. So if we think about the Canon 90D, if that were ever announced, and I don't know if it has been announced, then the prices of a new Canon 80D would drop in price, and the prices of a used Canon 80D would drop in price. Also, previous incarnations of the model would also drop in their value. So if the Canon 90D was announced, yes, the 80D would drop in price, but the 70D and the 60D would drop in price as well. Now, you can't currently buy those new. It would be their used prices that drop. If you have your eye on a specific camera and a new model has come out, that's, that's a good time to buy it because the price is going to drop. If you have your eye on a new model, one of the most recent ones that's come out, have a look at if a previous model is good enough because it will be cheaper. Sometimes there's very little difference between the new model and the one it's replacing. Sometimes there's a huge difference and it's worth paying the extra just to get the newer model, but sometimes there's not much different. Sometimes there's one or two features you can live without. So do look at older models and do look at used. And I'll talk a bit about used later. 
I find many third-party accessories indistinguishable from the original manufacturer ones and they cost an awful lot less. I've made huge savings on camera batteries and flashes by buying third-party instead of from the actual camera manufacturer. So typically I've bought second batteries for a camera and when I've bought a second battery for a camera I've always purchased a third-party one and the reason has been well it's a backup battery so I'm not going to be using it all the time I'm going to be using it in an emergency I've already got one battery the likelihood of needing two for the camera is fairly rare it's only there as a backup and buying a third-party battery is drastically cheaper than buying the manufacturer's one now they're not as good but I'd say they're probably 90% as good so I haven't noticed a huge dip in performance I haven't noticed a huge dip in quality obviously the manufacturer one is always going to be the better one but for a second battery make the saving and use a third party one flashes now flashes are a bit different to batteries i've purchased many young neuro flashes for my canon system i've never bought an official canon flash so i can't actually compare the two but after using young neuros for years and using the different models in the young neuro range so my young neuro flashes some of them have ttl some of them have high speed sync some of them can do rear curtain sync they work fine they flash the recycle time is good i i, I don't really need anything more so i think i bought my young neuro my top of the range young neuro one a few years ago for 80 pounds i think the equivalent Canon would have been over £200. The Young Neuro one is still working. It's not like it's broken. It's been used lots and lots of times. So flashes are great to buy from third parties. And Young Neuro are good at flashes now, even if they have just copied Canon. So I'm going to talk now about where to buy your items from. And this isn't primarily cost. My previous conversation about buying kit has really been focused on cost. But now when I'm talking about where to buy, I'm looking at different things. So if you go into a physical shop, while you can pick things up and touch the camera, which is not to be underrated, touching a product you're going to buy and seeing how it feels and stuff, you're not always likely to be given an unused product. You might end up purchasing a product that has been on display or someone else has gone out of the box or someone else has fiddled with and particularly for lenses I don't like that so if I'm buying a lens I always buy online simply because I know no one has opened that box if I buy it online in the UK I've got better rights to return something online than I have in a shop so I know if I buy a lens from say Amazon or another online retailer then no one's opened it it's the same with the camera I have bought cameras from shops and when I've got home I've looked at home the box is open and then I've looked and thought that is an odd way that has been packaged it's sort of not packaged right and then I've been asking questions as well has someone else been using this have I ended up buying the display model I don't know and for that reason I, I always now purchase online I would buy from the country you live in you can use Amazon in different countries to get a better price but I'm really talking about not buying things from Hong Kong in the UK I can buy things from Hong Kong and they'll take a little bit longer to ship than if I buy it from the UK and I have bought two items from Hong Kong websites the first time I bought something from a Hong Kong website it didn't work and to get the problem resolved was dreadful the customer service I received was dreadful they were just terrible and in the end, I had to use PayPal to sort of reject the order and complain via PayPal. And then I got my money back. But we were talking months to get money back and get the problem resolved. 
and it was just a terrible experience. And after that, I have used another Hong Kong website and it was fine. It arrived really quickly. The product was fine. I was happy with it. However, if there was a problem, I don't think I would have been too happy because before I bought, I had to look at the terms and conditions and there were lots of penalties and stipulations. If things went wrong, I would have been charged admin fees, quite considerable admin fees. I think I might have ended up being deducted £20 or £50. Now that's not too bad, but when I paid £80 for the item, that's quite a sizable chunk. So Hong Kong websites do usually offer a postal address to return things in the UK, but I would probably avoid them just because I've used them twice and one was terrible. So while I'm sure they'll do a good service, um, I'm a bit sketchy and it's really up to you. I've had good and bad experiences, but I just want to warn you about the bad experience I had. Now, if you are after used stuff, because it is cheaper, then I would really recommend Amazon Warehouse Deals. And I've spoken about them before on the podcast. They're where people have opened something, not liked it, and returned it to Amazon. And it's graded in terms of quality. And obviously, the worse condition it's in, the more discount you get. What I like about them, they have a really good returns policy. So if you buy something from them and you find something's missing that it was listed with, then you can send it back. And I have done that. If it's missing the manual, for example, but it says it had the manual, you can send it back. And, and they're quite good. I bought quite a few things from there, including lenses, interestingly. And I've been really happy. Basically, you're buying an open box. If it's anything more than an open box, it's normally listed. If things are missing, it's normally listed. If there are any marks, it's normally listed. But you do get a good reduction in price. And for some things, if it's got a scratch on, it doesn't matter. Now, if you want to buy secondhand and buy used, I would probably choose a reputable secondhand website in the UK, Wex Photographic or MPB, over eBay. And the reason I would do that is because I just find they have better returns policies. I have bought from eBay and I buy quite a lot from eBay. But I know if I use certain websites, I will have a better returns policy and I have more confidence in them, more confidence I'm not likely to fall prey to any scams. But don't be afraid of eBay. There are a few things you can do to make your eBay experience a bit better. And I've bought things on eBay and I've got some very good deals. And I've bought things that have been just slightly cheaper than Amazon, but they've arrived in good time. So my tips for buying on eBay are try and buy from a company with a good rating over a personal seller. And the reason being is companies with a good rating have a lot more to lose in terms of their reputation than a personal seller. So they're going to be really hot on things. Most companies will have a returns policy. So if you don't like it, you can return it and you can get your money back. Don't be afraid of asking questions of the seller. It's better to know things before you buy than find out once you bought them. Now that works both ways. I've had potential buyers ask me numerous questions and I found it quite annoying in all honesty, but I appreciate why they're asking. So I sold a Fuji X100 and I had someone asking me about the sticky aperture blade problem. Now I never heard of the sticky aperture blade problem until I looked it up and I looked it up because someone asked me about it. If I never had it, probably the camera was fine, but I looked it up and I had to go through looking at the serial number and all, all these things. Did I have the original receipt was another question I was asked. So I went back to the buyer, 
potential buyer because they didn't buy it in the end. I told them, I gave them the serial number. I told them I didn't have the original receipt because Fuji would actually fix it if you had the original receipt. So I can see why he was asking. That particular potential buyer decided not to buy. And actually, I would rather he knew those things before buying than bought my camera and then was unhappy because he suspected it might have sticky aperture blades. Don't forget as well, you can haggle if you want to. That's obviously going to work better in a physical shop rather than the online world. But you can haggle. I wouldn't be an idiot about it. I've haggled before and I've come off better for it. And I, in fact, I wouldn't even call it haggling. I would say I've asked for things. So what I've done is I've said, will you give me a discount if I buy two things? So I've bought maybe um, a camera and I've asked, I'm, I'm going to buy a memory card for this. So will you do me a deal on these two? Or I'm buying a camera and a bag. So I'll ask, will you throw them together for this much? And to be honest, that's always worked. I've even got free memory cards and huge discount on things by just asking. The worst someone can say is no. And normally people will, will oblige it. Don't be an idiot. Don't try and haggle them down further like we see on the UK Apprentice. Don't embarrass yourself, but there is no harm in just asking for a discount. Another tactic is if you're buying something and the box is tatty, or there's a few marks on something, or it's the last one and it's the display item and you're happy with it in the condition it's in, you can say, oh, it's the last, I see it's the display item, or the box is a bit tatty. What can you do in terms of discount? Well, you'll probably get 10, 10 or 20% off just by asking that question. In fact, I saw a news article where this was someone in a shop who was told if anyone asked for a discount, immediately give them 10% off. Most people won't ask, but most shops will oblige you asking for a discount. If they say no, well, what have you lost? So I hope those tips on buying gear have been useful. I hope you've maybe picked up something or maybe it's provoked a thought that hadn't occurred to you before. But do let me know if you can respond or leave a comment. I'd be really interested in your feedback. If you have enjoyed this podcast or enjoy my podcast, please consider leaving a review on iTunes. It would really help the show out and I'd really appreciate it. Thank you. Goodbye.